Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. It's a tale as old as time. A couple is together for many years. They grow comfortable with each other. They feel safe, secure. Kids, probably in the picture. Probably two jobs. Probably a stack of bills to worry about. The marriage then becomes a machine that requires consistent maintenance and upkeep. Real work, in other words, but not work that would qualify as sexy per se. Nor does it include tasks that are needed to keep the spark alive. Often the work involves just keeping a roof over your head, keeping everyone fed, and the kids as physically and mentally healthy as humanly possible. Very often, one or both of the people in the marriage will wake up and they'll notice that something crucial is missing. From my little DSO world, this scenario comes in the form of a husband who has heard, not tonight, maybe tomorrow, more than a few times in the past month. The one month becomes multiple months and sometimes becomes a year or more. And then the man realizes he is in a sexless dead bedroom marriage. His physical and emotional needs aren't being met. This is a very real and very serious problem. The dead bedroom scenario can play out in several different ways. A man can take the lead and implement things that I outline in the dead bedroom fix, and the passion may be reignited. Or one or both of partners could decide to give up and start over with somebody else. And they will both probably experience a level of passion and eroticism that they haven't seen or experienced in the years that they had with their old partner. So what's going on here? Was the marriage really so bad that it was holding both partners back sexually, and they just happened to find the perfect sexual match in the form of their new mate? Well, possibly. But what is more probable is that the two people in this common scenario are experiencing what is known as the Coolidge effect. The term Coolidge effect comes from a hilarious story that perfectly illustrates the power of a new mate. President Calvin Coolidge and Mrs. Coolidge were being shown separately around an experimental government farm. When Mrs. Coolidge came to the chicken yard, she noticed that a rooster was mating very frequently. She asked the attendant how often that happened, and she was told, well, dozens of times each day. Mrs. Coolidge laughed and said, tell that to the president when he comes by. Later, upon being told... President Coolidge asked, hmm, is it the same hen every time? The reply was, oh no, Mr. President, a different hen every time. And the president laughs, 
Tell that to Mrs. Coolidge. The point of the story. If you want to experience unbridled sexual energy, well then find a new mate. It works. Every time. This phenomenon has historically been observed in males in most species, humans included, but we also see it to a lesser degree in females. I can personally testify to the validity of the Coolidge effect. I think back to my early time with my now wife, and I was most definitely more energized and more sexual in the first couple of years of our relationship. Not to brag, but my wife will often bring up that during a trip to New York City after only knowing each other for several months, I was able to have sex with her 13 times within a period of five days. Yes, it was a sexy trip that involved hitting the Manhattan hotspots, going to clubs and to bars, and even going to a strip club together. But we've done all those things together throughout our relationship. But I personally haven't hit that level of holy shit I'm beyond horny since the early days of our courtship. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I still get extremely aroused, but not 13 times in 5 days kind of aroused. That's just a whole other level of sexuality that only newness can bring about. During that New York City trip, nature told me, you better mate with this woman a whole lot before she slips away. And I happily obliged. That was the same energy that allowed me to have sex with my wife after enduring eight hours of grueling bowel evacuation thanks to food poisoning. That's some pretty powerful nature at work. As I said, we're not the only species that exhibit this level of heightened arousal when with a new partner. There is study after study that proves the phenomenon. To quote Wikipedia, The original experiments with rats applied the following protocol. A male rat was placed in an enclosed large box with four or five female rats in heat. He immediately began to mate with all the female rats repeatedly until he eventually became exhausted. The females continued nudging and licking him, yet he did not respond. When a novel female was introduced into the box, he became alert and he began to mate once again with the new female. This phenomenon is not limited to common rats. The dopamine hit associated with a new sexual mate is extremely potent. The power of this chemical jolt to the brain cannot be overstated. It's as addictive as any street drug. We all innately know about the lure and addictive nature of a new sexual partner, hence our very natural tendency to be jealous and to mate guard. A man may be thinking, my wife just looked at that hunkier man over there. She could mate and pair bond with him, and there's no way I could compete with that. I must keep other competing males away. If you ask any guy who has caught his wife in an affair and learned of all the dirty details of their extramarital activity, oh boy, do the cheating couple get a lot of crazy sex done in a short amount of time. As most men fear, no, you can't compete with that level of excitement and eroticism. Once the wife has stepped out and tasted the forbidden fruit, I'm afraid it's over. So, is that it then? Are we doomed as a species and not really meant to pair bond long term and keep sexual desire at a healthy but high level? Well, in a way, keeping a marriage intact and sexual takes some skill and some know-how to pull off. It takes some tricks of the trade beyond just, you know, have a good job and don't get too fat as many of us seem to believe. The natural high you get from a new partner can be somewhat mimicked within the confines of marriage. If you have been successful in reconnecting with your spouse, but you find you've hit a brick wall when it comes to achieving the holy shit levels of eroticism that you want so badly, well, here are some things to try out. 
Number one, change your physical appearance. Become a new person, in other words. Change your wardrobe. Get in the best damn shape of your life. Think of that guy who takes his shirt off at the community pool and every eye looks at him. Some lady audibly says, oh, wow. That's the level of attraction that triggers that special something in a woman that makes them say, must mate with this man before others snag him. If you don't think it'll work, try it. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Number two, getting away from the house and the kids. Sometimes your wife seeing you in a new light can trigger genuine arousal. Not only are you pulling her away from that smothering blanket of domesticity, but you're also reactivating a part of your wife's brain that has been dormant for a long time. When people enter a new environment, it tends to wake them up. Here's an example or experiment that you can try on yourself. Try taking a different route home driving after work. Something completely new that you've never done before. You'll notice that you are more alert, and you may be surprised when some kind of unrelated aha moment comes to you out of nowhere. By removing yourself from the same humdrum drive that you take every day, you activate a long, dormant part of your brain that normally sleeps during that time of day. The same principle can apply within your marriage. If she's around a new environment and new people, and she sees husband in a new light, well, she may wake up. Number three is role-playing. This falls under the category of being a little kinky, so to speak, but there's a reason why we all know the popular stereotype of the couple keeping the spark alive by pretending and role-playing within their relationship. Because it works. It can be something innocent, like meeting at a bar and pretending like you don't know each other, keeping up the act for all those around you as you talk, touch, and eventually make out. And the bartender sits slack-jawed staring at you wondering, how can two strangers be such a great match? Role-playing, as you may know, can get way more kinky and personal within the bedroom. So get creative and have fun with it. And number four, take your wife to an overtly sexual place, like a strip club. When you go to a strip club, your wife sees you ogling at the presumably attractive women. She sees what gets you going, how you straighten up in your seat when that young brunette takes the stage. But you don't really move when the kind of chubby blonde is gyrating in front of you. Your wife sees you then as a sexual creature outside of the home and outside of your relationship. If you get attention from a stripper, and you will because that's their job, it can also set off a little bit of jealousy. But it's within the safety of knowing that the girl is professional. She's just doing her job. With all of these elements in the mix, though, it's not uncommon for a man to report that his wife got more than a little handsy with the strippers herself. And the sexual fluidity of women is sometimes a huge surprise to their man. And more importantly, she's turned into a new sexual human once they get back to the house or to the hotel. Of course, there are dangerous and not-so-healthy ways of achieving the level of eroticism and excitement that you get with a new partner. The obvious that I already mentioned is cheating. Hell, men and women have been sneaking out on their partners since the concept of marriage was invented. Cheating is as natural as masturbation but it doesn't mean it's healthy for the relationship. Infidelity goes against the basic tenets of marriage. You're supposed to be partners in crime. You and your partner against the world. When one or both of you step away to get your needs met elsewhere, well, the marriage goes bye-bye. For centuries, people have tried to soften the blow of this desire for newness by introducing things such as open marriages or swinging. Both of these concepts have one major tenet in mind. 
We are both primarily with each other, but the rest of this outside activity with others is just about sex. On paper, it makes sense, arguably, but in practice, it rarely works without major drama and stress on the relationship, and ultimately the end of the relationship. Sex is complicated, and it's tough, if not impossible, to remove emotions from the equation. So to summarize, the desire for a new mate is natural. If and when we acquire a new mate, the feelings of sexuality are intense. Once those feelings wear off, we want them to come back ASAP. To bring those feelings back within the confines of your marriage takes very real wisdom and very real work on both the part of the man and the woman. How common do you think that is? Exactly. This marriage game, it ain't for everyone. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.